Good morning, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Dee's Diary. I ask that you go ahead and get settled in so that we can get started. Everybody's got a story. One that has molded them into who they are. So here's my story. Ups and downs, good and bad. Take from it whatever lessons you choose. And if it doesn't pertain, just leave it. Come listening as I share my diary. Cause this is D's diary. D's diary. D's diary. Okay, so as my recruiter and I, we're still driving to base, and I'm still winded, having just sprinted out the house, and so the window's down, and the breeze is just taking control, just blowing my face away, and my recruiter, he keeps asking me, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, so I'm just laying back, and I'm just thinking, wow, when I get to this hotel, I really have to call and let them know I just <laughs> I just ran out of the house to join the military. So my heart's beating the whole way. So we get to base, we go to the cafeteria, and that's where I meet some other uh, individuals who are joining other branches. So I just kind of find a table, I sit with one of them, and we're all just talking because everybody's nervous, you know? Some people are talking about uh, being nervous because they've never left home before, and I didn't have that problem. So I was just trying to tell them, you know, you just kind of go with it and just kind of enjoy the adventure. You know, everybody's trying to motivate each other. Because even though it's a new adventure you're going on, you're excited about traveling, all this stuff. But this is still the military. So the natural fears, you know, start popping in people's head, you know. And some people get there in the morning to swear and then they don't. They decide not to join. You know, everything happens. But so we all just kind of chatted and ate in the cafeteria that night and, you know, wished each other the best and went to our various rooms. So as I was sitting in the room, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to make this call. And by this time, it's probably about maybe about seven in the evening because, you know, I've been stalling to call my parents and let them know. So I finally mustered up the strength and I call my dad and no one picks up. So I'm like, oh, maybe he doesn't have his phone around him. I call my mom, no one picks up. So my heart's beating. I'm like, oh, they're really, really mad. <laughs> so I'm just laying in bed. And, you know, I, I don't like uncomfortable situations. So I just kind of waited another hour, you know, because if I had waited only 30 minutes, maybe they would have still been mad or whatever. So I was like, you know, just give them an hour. Maybe they would have shaken it off and be like, you know what? She's doing what she wants to do, whatever the case is. So I waited an hour and called. My dad doesn't pick up. And I call him back to back. So like five minutes later, I call him again and he picks up. He doesn't answer like, hello or anything. He just answered and he's quiet. <laughs> so I'm like, hello. And he doesn't say anything. I'm like, Dad, are you there? He's like, what do you want? 
what do you want me to say? <laughs> my heart starts beating. I'm like, I just called to tell you I am on base at the hotel. And I um, am joining the military. And then he gets quiet again. I'm like, hello. And then by this time, he's probably pissed. Because he's like, what do you want me to say? I told you not to join. And this whole week, you pretended like you weren't joining just for us to leave the house and you ran out the house. What do you want me to say? What are you calling me to tell me? And then I'm like, I'm trying to tell you that. And he cussed him off. He's like, yeah, because if you want to do what you want to do, why are you calling me to let me know? You know, do what you want to do. And he hangs up. And then I'm, you know, just laying in the room, in the hotel room. I'm just kind of, you know, sad. And I start thinking, I'm like, wow, they're going to be mad at me forever. They're not going to come to my graduation. They're not, you know, you start thinking all this stuff ahead. So previously, my recruiter had told me, once you get in touch with your parents, you know, give me a call and let me know. So I called him. I'm like, hey, I called my parents. And he was like, how'd it go? I was like, not well. And then he was like, yeah, I know you're probably, you know, nervous, sad and everything. He said, but you just, he was like, you have to toughen up tomorrow. You have to swear in and get your strength and energy ready to excel at boot camp. So just take a deep breath, get enough sleep, and I'll see you tomorrow at your ceremony. So tomorrow comes and we go to where you swear in and do all this stuff. So my recruiter is there and, you know, that's the only person I have, you know, other kids have like their parents there, you know, their siblings and families and stuff. So I was just like, dang, you know, I wish everybody was on board for the process so I could have invited them, you know. I could have at least invited my sister, if anything, you know, because I know she would have shown up. So I was just kind of, you know, sitting there waiting. So when it was time, they call all the recruits up to come swearing or whatever. You go in the little room. You have all the little flags from all the different branches and the U.S. flags. And you raise your hand up. You repeat after the person. They take all the pictures. So my recruiter's there. He got a picture. And it's like as soon as you're done, they hand you this packet. Almost like your goodbye packet. It has all your paperwork that you need to take with you. Like I said, when you're going to boot camp, you're not taking no suitcase. So... You just have your paperwork in that envelope and you have, I guess, whatever other documents that you need. And so you get that little one, um, I think it was a manila folder or it was a little envelope. Get your little one orange or yellow envelope and you, you know, after you're done swearing, then you walk out and everyone's like all the uh, recruiters are on the side kind of clapping for you. And you're like excited, nervous at the same time. And, you know, once you pass them, you get on a bus that either takes you to the airport or wherever the case is. You know, my recruiter was like, you ready for this? I was like, yeah. So you kind of like waving goodbye to everyone and you get on the bus. So while on the bus, I found two other people who were joining Marine Corps. Like I said, everyone's joining different branches. So the bus is taking everyone, you know, uh, somewhere else. So for the people who were going to the Navy, you know, they were going Midwest and the people joined the Air Force they were, the bus was taking them to the airport so they can go to Texas or so and we all on the East Coast you know in the Marine Corps all the females go to Paris Island South Carolina and when you're male 
getting recruited on the East Coast, you also go to Paris Island. And then if you're on the West Coast or some part of the Midwest, you're going to um, recruiting base San Diego. So we all were going to Paris Island. And so we met on the bus and we're always supposed to take the same flight. You know, we're still young. <laughs> we're still young. So we get to the airport and um, none of us has really traveled by ourselves. But it's not like your recruiter can like take you to the airport. Uh, maybe they could. Who knows? But so we get to the airport and we're trying to ask. We have our tickets in our hand. We're trying to ask all the people, like, you know, what flight do we take? And so we go and one person's like, oh, your flight's all the way on the other side. And we're just all over the place. Long story short, we miss our flight because we were supposed to fly in that um, that afternoon or whatever it was when we were done swearing in. And then we go to, we're supposed to get to South Carolina that evening. So we missed our flight, and so each of us, we called our recruiter. We are like, hey, you know, I just missed my flight. What do I do? And the recruiter is like, okay, don't worry about it. Uh, we'll get you all a hotel for the night. And, you know, early in the morning, try to be to the airport by like 5 or something, you know, so you don't miss your flight again. And we will call the, we'll call the boot camp people and let them know that you all miss your flight mind you boot camp is not something you want to miss your flight to get to (laughs) so so we sleep we all sleep that night we wake up and um we finally get to the airport on time and the person is able to help us find our flight or whatnot so we get on our flight and our hearts like beating because you don't know what to expect and the thing about it we never got the experience where, um, as I stated in the other episode, where the drill instructors were supposed to come so we can kind of get a feel for it. We never got the experience, even though we knew the drill instructors were like loud and, you know, really aggressive and all this stuff. We didn't really get to experience it because the only idea you have of the Marine Corps so far is like the recruiters. You know, recruiters are nice because they're, come on now, they're trying to recruit you to get into the <laughs> Marine Corps. So you're just kind of like, okay, I don't know what to expect, but I'm so excited. So we're on the plane and we land in Hilton Head, South Carolina. And so that's when I guess one of the drill instructors came to pick us up. But I guess this person wasn't an active drill instructor. They were kind of on another billet. Um, so when they came to pick us up, so she came to pick us up in this van and then, like I said, it was me, the other female recruit, and then a male recruit. So she picks us up in the van, and you know, she's still a little nice. So you're just like, okay, maybe this won't be so bad, you know, okay, the recruiter was nice, the drill instructor seems nice. So we're all in the van, and she's just like, oh, why'd y'all miss y'all flight? And we're just like, you know, when we get, got to the airport, we didn't really know what side of the airport to go to, and when the other lady accidentally told us to go all the way on the other side um, when we got there they had changed our gates and you know we try to explain she was like oh, okay she was like you're all excited you know like a regular conversation so you're like okay these people are awesome it's gonna be great she was like you're all excited we're like yeah we can't wait you know she's like you know what do you why are you all join the marine corps and everyone has their little story i think the other girl i was with um she was a ballerina, interestingly enough. And 
I forgot what the guy's story was. And I was just like, you know, I was originally going to join another branch, you know. At that moment, you don't realize you don't tell the drill instructors everything because they'll use it against you. <laughs> so I was like, I was about to join the army. And then the recruiter's outside. I explained the long spiel. So she was like, oh, okay, you know, all calmly. You're like, yeah, it's going to be great. So we pull up to Paris Island, South Carolina, and she parks the van. And she's like, you know, you all wait for me right here. Uh, I'll be right back. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, she's so nice. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. So we're sitting out waiting. And then we see this male drill instructor come. You know, he had, and mind you, like I said, the female Marine who picked us up. She was a drill instructor, but because she was in a different village, it's not like she was wearing a drill instructor hat and belt and outfit and everything. So she was just, you know, real cool. So we were looking out the van, and we see this male drill instructor coming out. He had the green hat, drill instructor wear, and the belt, the green belt or whatever. And so he's walking towards the van, and he doesn't look as nice as the other drill instructor was just looking. <laughs> so my heart started beating. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so he walks to the van. He opens the van door. And he's like, sit up and look at me or something like that. And he's and he's giving this all this and he's talking so fast. He's giving all these instructions. He talks so fast. And he's just yelling. He's just yelling. He's just like, pay attention, you know, look forward. And and I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, what the heck did I get myself into? And he's doing all, and he's going so fast. And eventually somewhere in between him going fast and trying to follow the instruction, all we heard was, when I tell you, get out this van and stand on my yellow footprints. So every time, if you ever hear Marines talk about yellow footprints, that is it. So then I guess we didn't catch on how fast we're supposed to get there or whatever. You know, like I said, the instructions was fast. So we're all just sitting there. And then he was like, I said, get up and get out and get on my yellow footprints. So we jump out. <laughs> we jump out the van. We stand on the little yellow footprints they have. And if you ever want more information, just look on YouTube. You'll see the whole yellow footprint scenario. So we're standing there and then he's pacing back and forth. When I tell you so, you'll go in. He's giving all these instructions. And mind you, drill instructors talk so fast. And you're just trying to follow the, the instructions. You're like, oh my gosh, what the heck is going on, you know? And then so you're standing there. He's like, walk, you know? I said walk. And then you're like walking into the building. And he's like, sit down. Left hand, left knee, right hand, right knee. Sit up straight. I mean, if I ever tell you where my posture became good, it was at boot camp. I tell you, I kid you not. Because you're sitting up, no room for spine injury. Like, you're just up. And so, you got to be careful how you scratch your nose. <laughs> and mind you, we were already supposed to come the night previous. So, they already know who we are. So, you just hear them, you want to miss your flight, right? You want to miss your flight instead of coming to boot camp? And you think you're like, dang, bruh. I know you was going to hold this against me, right? <laughs> So you're sitting up straight and you're yelling and they're yelling and you're just sitting there like, what the heck did I get myself into? Right. And then I don't know if there was other than the three of us who came, there was like another 
two recruits. I don't know if they missed their flight or something. I don't know, but there were two more people and one person like chuckled. Man. If I had a chance to pray, I would have prayed for them souls. He chuckled. I don't know what the drill instructor said. That was so funny. Man, he chuckled. And mind you, we were in a room where they had other drill instructors, the female drill instructors, and they were all like up there doing some paperwork or doing whatever. After that chuckle, I thought that one drill instructor who was yelling at us was going to run to him and just, you know, yell at him. I kid you not. If there was about eight drill instructors in that room, all eight of them ran to him and they just went in on him. Man, this boy started crying. And there I am, trying not to chuckle. You feel me? So I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> of course, not out loud in my head. I'm like, golly. This is what we had to, and he's crying. And they were like, oh, you want to cry? Oh, you want to cry? Maybe you don't belong in my Marine Corps. How about you cry and just quit? And they yelled at him, and the female drill instructors yelling at him, the male drill instructor. And they just go at him. And, he, and then all you hear is, say aye, ma'am. Say aye, sir. So he's like, aye, ma'am. Aye, sir. He's just going, aye, ma'am. So when the, drill, the female drill instructor yelled at him, he was like, aye, sir. She was like, do I look like a sir? He's like, aye, ma'am. And the drill, uh, male drill instructor was like, do I look like a man? Man, that torment that boy's going through, I did not want any piece of that. I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, they just calmly walked away. I'm like, these people are crazy. So they were like, when I tell you so, and they give us these little box lunches since we were late, and they need to try to hurry up and get off, get us our uniforms and everything so we can go with the other uh, recruits who were who we were actually supposed to be with the night previous, the previous night. So we're sitting down, we're done eating, and then, you know, we're all kind of snacking. They were like, you better hurt and stuff that, you know, we're not here for that. So you're trying to eat, do whatever, drink your little juice. And then when you're done, you would be like, done, sir, done, or done, ma'am, done, whoever was in front of you at the time. And they were like, get up. So they take you to the room where they, you know, fit you for your uniforms, your, and they give you your uniforms you're going to wear, and everything of that sort, and then whatever... You know, you just kind of go on the line and get everything done. And so you're in the line, you get your camis, you get your, um, however, uh, however many pairs you use, the underwear, you know, cause everybody's wearing white underwear, everybody's wearing white little sports bra, like is uniformed. You're just kind of going. So we get all of that and then they take you where you go and get, uh, changed into one of the camis and you take your civilian attire or your clothes that you wore there you put in a plastic bag or whatever and you don't you don't see that till you leave in boot camp so you change over and then the they had another drill instructor who's in charge of us but she wasn't she was somewhat aggressive but it's like she wasn't gonna be like our recruiter she was just kind of like transitioning us to get ready so even though she had some moments where someone would say something and she would like snap and be like oh I can't wait till y'all meet y'all drill instructor you're like dang lady you over here wishing us bad and whatnot." so we got changed over and then they took us to the room where the rest of the female recruits well at least because in the marine corps the males and females don't train together so at that time after we all got our uniforms they split the male they took the uh, male recruit who had came with us they took him to his uh building or section and then me and the other uh, female recruit we went they took us to the rest of the room where the other females were so we got inside and man you walked into that room you see everybody posture on point 
So you get in the drill instructor's like sit in those two seats back there, everybody sit down and then she's like sit left hand, left knee, right hand, right knee, so you know this about to be the whole thing through boot camp. So you sit in a chair and then they have someone coming where they kinda tell you uh you know, like to break down your schedule, what you're doing for that day. So that day is where you go get um I think that was the day where you they took us to the to the squad bay. You know, we were sleeping to assign everyone their bed. And mind you, when you start boot camp in your platoon, which is like your group, you have your platoon and what they call like your sister platoon. So if it's like, if it's like 500 females or something like that, your platoon will have 250, you know, theirs will have it. But you all train together overall. There are separate things you'll do in your platoon just in your different squad bays or whatever, but overall you train together. So for that day, they took us all to our individual um, squad base. So in your squad bay, I think my platoon we had, I don't remember how many we started with, but we started with, I'll just say 200 or 150, just somewhere along that number. So we had, and we had a whole bunch of bunk beds all on one side of the room, all on the other side of the room, and a whole line in the middle. And mind you, through our boot camp, as people are getting dropped, whether it's by injury or quitting or anything of that sort, or not qualifying during swim call or rifle range, they, you know, they take away the bunk every time someone leaves. So even though you start with almost, let's say, 200 people, by the time you're done, it's probably only like 60 of you that graduate, 60 or 70. So we, um, you know, so they take us to our squad. They tell us what our beds are. You know, each person they assign you your rack, as they call it, and your rack mate. So that's the person who's either on the bottom bunk of you or on the top bunk. And they give you a little, um, almost like what's your closet for the next three months, your little trunk. This little big trunk you have, that's where you can put all your uniforms. You fold them in there. You know, your little uh, undergarments and the little, they give you this little blue bag and all you have in it is like, they give you a bank card because, you know, now you're like in the military, you're getting paid. Give you a little bank card. They give you your, what they call dog tags, you know, your little chain thing with your social and everything on it. And they give you uh, whatever important paperwork you need to have in that. Uh, bag. I think it was called a Diddy bag, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, you have that. You put in your little trunk. You got your little um, lock, combination lock. You put it on there. And then when you're done, they told us it was like it's time for us to get our shots. I never got so many shots all at once before. Whew. So you know, the Marine Corps, we're the Department of the Navy. So when it comes to our medical and stuff, the Navy takes care of that. So we get to, we all, and every, everywhere you go, you're in a straight line. Because, you know, by day one, they're teaching you how to, how to march. So you're there just like marching and from here to the hospital to the cafeteria or the child hall. So we get all the way to the hospital and we're all sitting on the ground, you know, left hand, left knee, right hand, right knee. 
And those of us in the military can attest for something called uh, hurry up and wait. Basically, you get somewhere on time (laughs) and you wait until the real time or a few hours after the real time before stuff gets done. So we're all sitting there and they're like, you know, all the different shots we're taking. So you get there and you, once they get you on the line, literally, it just feels like the Navy people just have a syringe. And as soon as you pass one person, you like, you kind of pull yourself down a little and it just like inject you whatever shot you need. You go to the next person, they do another bomb, they do it. You know, it's like you're just going from place to place, getting all the shots you need. Ugh. Take whatever medication you need to take. Like, you're just in medicine mode. Because, you know, they want to make sure you got all your shots. The tetanus, your this, your hep, you know, your everything. And there's this one shot that they call the peanut butter shot. Man, I don't remember what medicine that is. But when they give you that stuff, oof. It's like you got to rub that junk for a little while because that, that sticks with you. That sticks with you for a very long time. So you're trying to sit down, your, you know, your, your bum is real numb, <laughs> literally. Because <laughs> you done took so many shots just within, you know, a few minutes. And so you're all set and you're going. And then they gave you a little TB shot. Uh or a test, TB test, to make sure you don't have it. And I think in like two or three days, someone else comes to our base, come to our squad bay to check to see if it became a bum. If it is, then they start putting you on on a regimen or so. But so we're done with that. I'm like, oh my gosh. So so we go back to the squad bay. The drill instructor is telling us, you know, how to make up our bed, how to do this. You know, the first night, it's not like you could sleep under the covers or nothing like that. But you had to learn. There's a special way you had to make your bed. There's everything. And by this time, I'm sitting there thinking, like, yo, what the heck are you doing? Who brought you here, you know? I'm like, this is too much. Because you're constantly, you're up 4 in the morning every day. You're just like, dang, I can't even go to sleep. And mind you, you don't even have a watch to know the time. It's only the drill instructors that have a watch. The only thing you know is literally, there's this phrase they call Sunday to Sunday chow to chow or lunch to lunch because all you know when it's Sunday you're like okay it's Sunday because it's church they let you go to church um, based on your religion preferences they have different uh, churches on base non-denominational if you're Catholic you're a devout Catholic you go there and all this stuff so at least you know when Sunday is so the Jewish doctor keeps getting us ready she's like hey you know you guys better get yourself together I can't wait till the drill instructor comes. You know, like she keeps telling us, like, you guys are some nasty human beings and I can't wait till you get trained, basically. And so the next day, so that evening as we were going to sleep, you know, the next day was when we we're going to meet all our drill instructors and everything of that sort. So we wake up early in that morning. We get dressed, you know, we go to chow and everything like that. And we come back and... She, you know, she's telling all that make sure your beds are good, make sure everything is good. And she tells us to go sit down. And she's like, your drill instructors are coming or something like that. So I think she leaves and we're all just kind of sitting there. And I don't even know how it happened. We're all kind of sitting there, you know, on the ground. You always sit cross-legged. If you ain't flexible enough, well, you're just going to have to 
figure it out. Left hand, left knee, you sitting up with your back straight. And we're all just sitting there like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to expect. So a whole bunch of people come in. So first this drill instructor, I guess, who we realize is like the senior drill instructor. She comes in and these two drill instructors are behind her or whatever. And then I think on the left side is like some officers who are like our serious commander and something else. So we're sitting there. It's like you're excited and nervous at the same time because you don't know what to expect. You know, you have some drill instructor you've met so far who are awesome and kind of kind. Then you met the other ones who are like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? So we're sitting now. And then all we hear is, sit up straight and look at me. So in my head, I'm like, we already sitting up straight. She was like, my name is senior drill instructor, Stassart. And I'll be your, you know, my name is Stassart. No, she was, what'd she say? Sit up straight and look at me. My name is Stassard, so-and-so, and I'll be your senior drill instructor. Assisting me in my duties are drill instructor, blah, 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 one drill instructor. Step four, mind you, their uniform is clean. I mean, it's crisp. How you say crisp? They ironed it well. You can see all the lines, the medals, and not the red, the ribbons they had was just up to par. Their hair was slick. I mean, their edges was on fleek. It was gelled back. I'm telling you. It was it was pretty awesome. He was like, oh, I can't wait to be a Marine. What it took to get there? Nah. So one drill instructor stood forward, as they called her name. You know, she would say, assisting me in my duties, or drill instructor, sergeant. And then the first drill instructor stepped back. And drill instructor, and then the second drill instructor. She, then she gives the whole spiel. And, you you know, if anybody, you know, hazes you or whatever the case is, you let the drill instructor know if any of your fellow recruits are you know, um, causing you harm or anything of the stuff, let the drill instructor know. If it's the drill instructor who's doing it, let me know. If it's me who's doing it, and then she points to the officer, let your series commander, your company commander, because our company we're in for the females, which comprise of, like I said, my platoon and the other platoon, we were considered a company. Our company was Oscar Company. So we had our, in our series, um, 4,033 that's 4033 we had our series commander who was lieutenant i forgot her name and then we had our company oscar company commander the company commander was real nice i will say that but um so you know so she's done giving her whole speech and then so the drill instructors leave or something she keeps talking to us the senior now she keeps talking to us she has like a black belt if i'm not mistaken so she knows she's talking to us. This is what we expect for you. You know, we expect you to be this, be awesome, be whatever. Give your all. You know, she's done with the speech. And then the company commander gives her spiel, the series commander. Just so basically you know everybody's rank. Everybody introduces themselves who they are. You still don't know who they are because it's too many people. And you still don't know ranks. You know, so you're just like, okay, I know who's who. Eventually, you know, you get adjusted to it. So everybody's done introducing themselves and everybody leaves. And we're just sitting back there with our left hand, left knee, right hand, right knee. And I kid you not. If there was ever a time to regret joining the Marine Corps, it was what happened next. As we were sitting down, facing forward, trying to be as obedient 
as we can. We just heard the two doors to the right of us in front slam. And these two drill instructors, two ones who were just in front of us looking awesome and very professional and very, can't really say kind because they didn't have a smile on their face. But these two drill instructors slammed that door open and rushed at us. All we heard was, Get him now, it's time to have you scrubbing. 10, 9, 8, 7, 7, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> and we're all sitting there like, what the heck? She's like, I said, get him now, get him. And she's yelling and I'm like, oh my God. And my heart starts beating. Everyone's freaking out because you don't know what to do. And we're all still sitting there. Oh yes, I said, get up now. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh no. This ain't it. But you don't even want to know what happened next. Be sure to tune in next week and see what happened. Till next time. God bless.